Good morning, everybody. Um, last week, we started uh, a new book, Brother David did, uh, First Lesson, Greatest Questions of the Old Testament. I don't know if we still have any books or if anybody needs, needs any books. Raise your hand if you need a book. Okay, we got a couple back over there. Um, last week, uh, Brother David uh, spoke on Lesson 1, and that was about the fall of man. Um, and then um, this week, uh, Brother Sam was going to take Lesson 2, but uh, he said he had to work, so I have Lesson 3, so we'll skip ahead and do Lesson 3 this week. And then I guess Sam will come back next week and take lesson lesson two uh, it's lesson two is further on uh, the fall of man while this lesson is on Cain and Abel mainly and I do have a little PowerPoint presentation uh, I think I think the name of it is Cain and Abel something like that should have that you have that? Yeah, got it. Good deal. And I guess it would help if I got the PowerPoint over here. Clicker. Okay. Whoops. All right. So, we're going to be studying about Cain and Abel this week. I'm sure it's a very familiar story to everyone. Um, so, God said to Cain, and this is in Genesis 4, 7, if thou do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you and for your, and you must rule over it. So there's a lot said right there. Um, uh, I, uh, the uh, picture up there is of a lion, and uh, that's kind of appropriate since 1 Peter 5, 8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around us, a roaring, a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Cain was Satan's victim in, in, in today's lesson. So, you know, that's an appropriate um, analogy there with the, with the, uh, with the lion. So we'll, we'll um, first of all, well, we'll go back and... We're going to read the text before we get into any slides or anything. So we're reading in Genesis 4, and we're going to read the first eight verses and make a few comments on that. Uh, this is from the New King James Version. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel, now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of the flock of their, and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain 
and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. So in this lesson, in this text, we see that this is the first murder ever committed here. And um, it was, it should not have happened. Um, God gave Cain the antidote and that is that he should have temperance. We'll talk about that some as the lesson progresses. He needs to, he needed to have temperance and to control his anger. And really, he needed to do well. And we'll talk about that, too. Um, okay, Mike. Mm-hmm. That's why he went ahead and killed his brother because he couldn't get that acceptance to the Father. Mankind is made with that one thing love and acceptance, and it drives us crazy. Right. You know, faith, hope, and love. Jim Clark brought that out one time that that is psychological. We have to have love and acceptance, or there's no person. Right. That's why we go different places. We're finding acceptance. We're looking for love. We won't, if we don't feel acceptance somewhere, if the church doesn't make people feel love and acceptance, they're not going to stay in the church. They're going to go somewhere else, even if it's wrong. That's right. People go. Uh, the old TV series, Cheers. Mm -hmm. I'm not advocating drinking, mm -hmm. but everybody's been hello. Right. You go to a lot of stores today, they'll tell you hello. It's acceptance. Right. That is a Right. Yeah. Well, didn't they say everybody knew their, your name there? Yeah. And in, in cheers. Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. And a lot of people, uh, to expound on what Mike's saying, they'll, they'll go to another church, even if it's a denomination, and just to be accepted. And uh, so, you know, I guess the key to that is to accept people as, as they are, but not to compromise the truth either. So, you know, uh, we've got to be out loving and, and you know, outreaching toward people. Right. That's right. Start having entertainment and that sort of thing in church just because maybe somebody can play a musical instrument or something, and next thing you know, they're, we're off on false, false religion there, false uh, worship.
we got to conform, don't we? It's like she said, we must be ex- seek acceptance from God. Right. And that's the first thing. Cain, no, he didn't. And rather than him changing, he changed his worship. Right. He yeah. saw Adam and Eve offer blood sacrifices. Mm-hmm. He grew up watching mom and daddy do it. His brother does it. Mm-hmm. But no, he had to go change it. And uh, that's yeah. what the whole problem throughout the Bible is changing God's Right, that's a good point, Mike. We'll talk about that a little bit later on, but you know, the precedent had been set already because you know, what, what covered Adam and Eve when they were using fig leaves in the, in the garden? It was animal skins. So the precedent had been set there for, you know, a lot of people probably don't pick up on that sometimes, but that was actually the first, probably the first animal sacrifice. Now, whether God created that just out of thin air and made animal skins, I don't know. I don't guess anybody knows, but very well could have been animals sacrificed and those covered Adam and Eve. And, and you know, that was the first, first time. And so, you know, these two sons saw that. And they, as Mike said, they should have realized that so we're getting ahead of ourselves, but those are good points, real good points. Um, so just going back and, and going through some of this, uh, Cain was the firstborn, and he was the first person ever born. So, you know, Adam and Eve were, uh, cre- Adam was created and Eve was taken from the rib of Adam. So uh, the first one born was, was Cain, and his brother was younger, um, Abel. Now, whether he was a, they were twins, we don't know that. But they were, you know, some scholars say that it's kind of referencing that one was born and then maybe later another, uh, Abel was born. We don't know whether that's the situation or not. But uh, regardless, Abel was the younger. And um, so Cain was a tiller of the ground, and Abel raised sheep. Um, so Abel brought of the firstborn of the flock, and it says that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground. Now it should be noted that it didn't even say that he brought of the best of the fruit of the ground. It just said he brought of the fruit of the ground. So that's kind of a, a first thing that you think about there, even if you think about the fact that it wasn't an animal sacrifice, it says that he just brought it the fruit of the ground. It didn't say that he brought his best. So um, we'll, we're going to read something a little bit later on that I thought was really interesting that um, will kind of clarify some of this. Is It seems to me like, you know, this story is just in Genesis 4, and it's very just... It's just for just uh, straight to the point, and it doesn't. You don't really get a lot of background on this, but um, going to read something a little bit later uh, if we get to it, and I, th- I think we will. That's going to kind of clarify this a little bit to see the temperament of Cain and just exactly the way he was, and as compared with uh, Abel. Um, 
So Abel's offering was accepted, but Cain's wasn't. God asked Cain why he was angry. Of course, the Lord knew why he was angry. He, he knows everything. Why he was angry and sad, he was really depressed, and it's because, as Mike says, he hadn't been accepted, and he was actually envious of his brother. So um, God told him, and this is a very key point, that you can still do what's right or you can still repent. So that's kind of a key point right here. Uh, all you got to do is change your ways, Cain, and you will still be okay and start doing the right thing. But as we will see as this lesson progresses that he did not do that. And it made quite a difference in his life um, and with the history of man. So... Um, if thou doest well, we just talked about that a little bit. So God knew that Cain had sinned with his offering, uh, that he had not done what was right, and um, he knew that Cain was ashamed of this and depressed. You know, God made us. He knows that when we uh, don't please him, that it's built in that we're going to be ashamed and kind of depressed about it when we sin, unless you don't have a conscience. Of course, some people have seared their conscience like Pharaoh, and, and that's not going to be the case. But uh, for most people, they are going to be ashamed and depressed when they sin or when they mess up. And he knew it was full of envy and rage, and he knew that he could still change. And so he kind of left it open to him that he still had an opportunity to clean up his act, so to speak. But God also knew that this sin was, his, was Cain's fault. It was not anybody else's fault. And I think we've talked about that in the past that, um, you know, the first thing that you got to do to realize that you're, you need to change is to realize that you've done something wrong to begin with. You know, accept accountability for it. And Cain did not accept accountability. Um, God had obviously told Cain and Abel what sacrifice was acceptable. And we, David read from the pulpit this morning, Hebrews 11:4, where it says that uh, by faith Abel had, had given the more acceptable sacrifice. So, you know, God wouldn't expect from us anything to, that we were to do that he didn't tell us about to begin with. So obviously uh, Cain and Abel were told what to sacrifice and then as we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, the uh, animal skins for um, Adam and Eve to cover them when the fig leaves were not acceptable kind of set the precedent there with the, um, with the animal skins and then you know, it's, it's debatable, uh, does, but uh, do you think this was maybe the first sacrifice for sins and maybe this brought uh, Adam and Eve back into acceptance with God? Has anybody got any comments or thinking on that? I've often wondered that. I, I don't know the answer to that, but... Um, you know, a lot of people give Adam and Eve a really bad rap, but the, I don't know of anything bad 
said about them other than the fall, you know, and after they, had, you know, were ashamed and, uh, you know, they hid from God, and I think Sam will talk about that next week. But after that, there's not really anything, uh, of course, there's not a lot said anyway, but, but uh, you know, God's a forgiving God, and Jesus was sent for everybody. So maybe we give uh, Adam and Eve a too bad, bad a rap sometime on that. So something to think about. Um, Galatians 5.22 speaks of the fruits of the Spirit and how we should add temperance to faith and virtue to knowledge. And temperance is emotional restraint or self-control. Well, this was basically a New Testament virtue that God was trying to teach Cain in the Old Testament. And um, James 1.19 says we need to be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Well, Cain certainly wasn't slow to anger. So as we go on, we see more about the personality of Cain there. He... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Exactly. That's a great point, Julia. We're we're going to get into that a little bit um, later on in the lesson here. It's I read something that was very interesting about all this, and, it, and you're, you're right on about what you're saying there. Um, God decides acceptance or rejection. God does not accept just any gift. If it's not a commanded gift or it's not of the first fruits, uh, it is not from the heart. And this is another thing. It, he didn't have the right heart. So God didn't accept his gift. You know, God knows us. He knew that Cain didn't have the right heart when he was uh, making this sacrifice. Uh, he, as we said, he commanded the right sacrifice, and we read the Hebrews 11:4. Uh, our giving should be cheerful and liberal. Uh, Brother Brownlow brings out this point. He was talking about in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, um, he says, uh, each man should desire what to give in, their, in his heart and not give grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, uh, so what pleases man, in other words, as Mike and some of the, you others were saying, uh, he was trying to please himself, Cain was, but, but that may not please God, what pleases you. Uh, Isaiah 55, 8 says, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your wa your ways, says the Lord. And First uh, Corinthians one twenty five says the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So uh, uh, then Proverbs fourteen twelve says a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So we can't direct our own footsteps and we can't be uh, as Cain was here trying to uh, you know uh, make his own rules as he goes along here when God is the one who created him you know uh, so the rulership of God is the next thing we'll talk about 
God is our eternal and everlasting king. Of course, Jesus is in the New Testament. Uh, we, we've uh, got to realize that God makes the rules and not make them ourselves. A good example of somebody who didn't uh, realize this was Nebuchadnezzar um, in Daniel 4, 34 and 35. Of course, we know that Nebuchadnezzar uh, uh, and Babylon, they, they conquered uh, Judah and Jerusalem and uh, subjugated them to exile for, four, for 70 years. But Nebuchadnezzar uh, took the glory and uh, wanted all, of, you know, wanted to be bowed down to and everything. And he, he didn't give God the glory. So what did God do to him? Well, he made him, he made him like, a, a, like an ox. He got out on his all fours and ate, and ate grass and had long hair and nails and everything. And uh, then he repented and um, recognized the glory, how glor glorious God is and God created him. And uh, got, he became, you know, the, the king again. So, you know, all through the Bible, we see people who didn't give God the glory. Um, and uh, they were, you know, they were brought low. They were... Um, made low or humbled by God. Um, man must submit to God, Jeremiah 10, 23. It is not in man to direct his steps. And sin against God condemns the soul. Proverbs 8, 36 says, He who sins against me wrongs his own soul and loves death. Um, so every one of us, uh, every man must choose to be either a Cain or an Abel. They need to choose good or evil. As it says in Revelation 20, 12, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were opened, and, uh, and the book, also the book of life was opened, and the dead were, were judged. So, you know, even in our world today, there's so many things going on that are wrong. Um, we're going to talk about lawlessness in a minute. Um, but that, you know, all this lawlessness, you know, it's just of the devil. All this stuff going on in all these cities and everything where there's a lot of rioting and all that kind of thing. And uh, the defunding of the police and all that stuff, it's just, uh, it's just evil. Because, you know, we were supposed to be, we're supposed to, to uh, obey authority and authority the, the police and uh, they're part of authority so you know this stuff goes a lot further than just talking about um, you know God set all up up uh, all of the uh, the authority for running uh, running the, the country and everything so um, so we'll get back on the lesson I'll get off of that but Man must obey or reject God. God accepts those who repent and obey. Um, so he, he also rejects those who reject him and do evil. Revelation 21.8 gives a long list of all those who will be cast out in, in the end times, in, in judgment day, to a lake of fire and brimstone. So we must accept God, obey God. 
Uh, sin separates us from God. That's Isaiah 59, 2. Your iniquities have separated you from God and hidden his face from he has hidden his face from you. Uh, God does not show partiality in Acts 10, 34. You know, God makes the rules or makes the laws and we must obey them and there's no one that's going to be exempt from that uh, because Acts 10, 34 says God is no respecter of persons. Abel obeyed but Cain disobeyed. So the bottom line is that uh, Abel obeyed and Cain disobeyed and he did not repent. He instead complained that his punishment was more than he could bear. And I'm not going to step on uh, whoever has lessons four, and I think it's four, at least four, maybe four and five, that talks about more about Cain. One of them is, is I'm a, my brother's keeper. Uh, that's, uh, that's for another, another Sunday, but anyway, Cain just uh, kept adding to his sin there. All right, so the whole duty of man, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. And that's in Ecclesiastes 12, 13. You know, Solomon uh, wrote Ecclesiastes, at least the majority of it. He was the rich, richest man on earth, so he had money. He had three, 700 wives and 300 concubines. So he had, he had more than he could ever, and, and um, he had fame and everything else, but he said the main thing is he said he had tried it all, and he, but he said that, uh, that fearing God and keeping his commandments was the most important thing. And to do justice, have mercy, and walk humbly with God, Micah 6, 8. And to walk in his will and obey God to be saved. Of course, this is in Luke 1, 6, and it's talking about Zacharias and Elizabeth and how that John the Baptist's parents were um, so religious and, and uh, they walked with God. And, and so we all know that John the Baptist, he, he was, uh, he was the, uh, uh, the messenger for Christ there to lead the way to Christ. Um, Cain, was, uh, Cain was religious, but he was wrong. And we see an example of that when Jesus is talking in Matthew 7, 21 through 23. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we prophesied, not prophesied in your name and cast out demons and done many wonders? And I will declare to them, I, will, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So, you know, this was um, talking about somebody like Cain or someone who's um, not worshiping the way they should in today's world uh, who profess to be religious and someone who's not sincere. So that's... I believe what that passage is really talking about there. But God knows the heart, you know. Um, so back to the when we were talking about the sin is crouching at the door. So we know that Cain did not do well 
meaning he did not repent. And repentance means more than just um, being sorry for your sins. It means changing your life and going back and doing what you really should be doing. Um, 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not uh, slack concerning his promises, but what patient and not willing that anyone should perish, but all come to repentance. So in other words, if, if Cain would have done well, then God would have accepted him. And I would think that even if Judas had done well and repented and actually changed and gotten with the apostles and started, you know, evangelizing it after uh, the church had begun, uh, that there would have been, you know, an acceptance there for, for Judas, but we all know that he didn't. We all know that Cain didn't either. Um, but Cain rebelled against God. First John 3, 4 says, whoever commits sin commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. And of course, I talked a little bit earlier about this lawlessness business that's going on in our country and how there's uh, no, not being people prosecuted and let out of jail just as, for even though they've committed big crimes and that kind of thing. So we're going down a, a very, uh, you know, risky path in this country when that's going on. But uh, um, that's, that's just, um, that's another situation there. So the first use of, of the word sin or missing the mark is used here in, um, in Genesis. Uh, compared to, a, and it's compared to a wild beast that's ready to strike or destroy, and we talked about in First Peter five eight that like a crouching lion. So uh, you know, it's ready to pounce. If if you, all you've got to do is do something wrong and 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 uh, continue to do it, we notice that uh, sin begets sin, and it spreads spreads like cancer. So what did Cain do? He did a he, he made the wrong sacrifice. He was upset about it. He committed the first murder. And then he said, you know, this, this sin is more than I can bear. And he never took responsibility. Um, so, you know, sometimes a cover-up is just as bad, if not worse, than the crime. Um, the first murder, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Uh, we still haven't learned the lesson of Cain. Our world is in data website says that there are over 400,000 homicides per year. Of course, a homicide is an unlawful death that's inflicted uh, by one person on another, and this excludes national, uh, natural disasters and accidental killings and whatnot. So 400,000 a year. So. Have we learned the lesson of Cain? I don't think so. So the next thing I'd like to talk about, and I hope this isn't controversial, but it, we, we um, how many of y'all have heard of Flavius Josephus? He was the Jewish writer in the, new, in the early uh, first century. He lived from AD 37 to AD 100. And he wrote about the Jewish wars and the antiquities. And he made reference to John the Baptist in some of his writings. And he made two references to Christ. And he even mentioned that Christ was the Messiah. 
and that he uh, was, he rose from the dead. So, you know, a lot of the oral writings are brought down through the centuries, but I wanted to read what he said about uh, Cain and Abel. This is Antiquities of the Jews, Flavius Josephus. It's writing 1.52 to 1.71. Adam and Eve had two sons. The older of them was Cain, which name means, is interpreted, signifies a possession. The younger was Abel, which signifies sorrow. They had also had daughters. Now the two brethren were pleased with different courses of life, for Abel the younger was a, was a lover of righteousness and believing that God was present with him in all his actions. He excelled in virtue, and his employment was that of a shepherd. But Cain was not only very wicked in other respects, but was wholly intent upon getting, in other words, obtaining things. Um, and he first contrived to plow the ground. He slew his brother on, a, on an occasion following. They had uh, resolved to sacrifice to God. Now Cain brought the fruits of the, of the earth and of, his hu- and of his husbandry, but Abel brought milk and the first fruits of his flocks. But God was delighted with the latter o- oblation. When he was honored with what grew naturally of his own accord, this is talking about uh, Abel. Then he was with, then he was with what was the invention of a covetous man, and gotten by forcing the ground. And this is talking about Cain forcing the ground. Whence it was that Cain was very angry, and Abel was preferred by God before him. He slew his brother and hid his dead body, thinking to escape discovery. Talking about what Julie was talking about here. From this reading, the story uh, comes more in focus. We see that the hearts of the two boys on display, the righteous heart of Abel and the evil heart of Cain. We also recall in Genesis 3.17 that God cursed the ground. He said that because of Adam's sin and Adam, Adam's sin and for Cain to try to force good fruit from a cursed ground was in and of itself evil. So, you know, the ground was cursed. So God was basically saying that it's not a good thing to be trying to grow things right now. A sheep was raised naturally and represented a more logical sacrifice. Also, if you'll recall Genesis 3:21, God uh, made tunics of animals to cover animal skins to cover Adam and Eve after they had tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. And then I think we discussed already that this could have been the first sacrifice there for uh, for them to, you know, as an example. And just like we are con- commanded by example to have the Lord's Supper. Uh, every first day of the week in Acts 27 then we should also then they should he should also have realized that this was what he, the way he was supposed to sacrifice 
One theologian commented that raising fruit or vegetables was a futile occupation at this time because man knew God had cursed the ground and he would be in effect rebelling against God even to try to raise crops in this type of environment. Later on in Genesis 8:21, this seems to state that this curse was in part lifted after the flood, which was favorable, which again made grounds, uh, made the ground favorable to grow crops in. As it says, and the Lord smelled a sweet savor and said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. So, you know, um, I don't know if this is the way to interpret this or not, but if you use what Flavius Josephus said and uh, kind of realize that this uh, curse of the ground was really um, saying that you really don't need to be growing crops and that sort of thing. And one theologian that I read even said that Cain may have just not really grown the crops to give to God, but it could have been something that was just sprouting up that he got and gave to God. So he, we see that his heart was really not in the right place. So I would have gone on to another little thing, but I don't guess we have time. But um, anyway, that's my lesson. And um, anybody got any comments or questions? That's right. That's a good point, Brother Roger. It's uh, man just keeps falling. We just keep, God keeps helping us back up all through the Bible. It's just about everybody, isn't it? So good point. Well, I appreciate your attention, and uh, I guess Brother Sam will go back to lesson two next week. So.